Help me welcome our internet audience this morning. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Real quick before we get into the word, um, we've got um, Heart of a Woman coming up in about two in two weeks. Sorry, I just wanted to join in so because I can't go to the meeting. Uh, but ladies, seriously, if you want to go you, you, and uh, have the meal part of it too, you need to get your tickets, okay? And so you want to act on that. Don't delay on that. And then uh, I think that all starts at 6. And then if you didn't get a ticket for that, you want to come for the service portion of that. That starts at 7. You can come for that. But that's two weeks away. So don't delay on that, okay? And um, uh, you'll be glad to do that. Alicia's been sharing. She does that. I hide what I'm going to share. It's like I got cook it. I got to keep it just till the moment, you know, and she tells me as she's processing and everything. So I have a good mind to preach her sermon. I'm not, I'm not going to. Well, we're in a, a series called four cups. Everybody say four cups. And, uh, we're going to be on this this week and then the next week. And let me just do a little brief review. Uh, about 3,500 years ago, um, God brought the children of Israel out from under Uh, the bondage and captivity of Egypt. And uh, when he did that, he spoke some promises to them, uh, things that he wanted to do for them. And when he brought them out, that exodus and the Passover, the Jews have observed what is called a Passover Seder. Uh, It's a ceremonial meal to kind of commemorate that Passover and that exodus. And they mark those uh, a lot of them, even to this day, will celebrate uh, that Passover, very similar to our communion. Everybody say communion. communion. And they'll do that with four cups representing, and let me just go ahead and show you this here. The four cups represent four promises that we're, and that's what we're unveiling in this. Uh, speaking of communion real quick, let me remind you, we just started this, and I'm telling you, this is really meeting some needs in some people's lives. Uh, once a month, we have communion all together. On the other weeks, if you want to receive communion, we just started this last week. On the other weeks, you're going through something. uh, You're really seeking God uh, on something. You need to know that everything you need is found at the table, at the Lord's table. And uh, so right after uh, our morning services, you can just head right back over uh, to that door. There'll be some staff to help you there. Pastor Ron will uh, be serving communion in there. I walk through there on my way after service, and it's just so sweet. People just, you know, some of them very desperate situations, and, and they're calling out to God, and a powerful thing. Last week, uh, over 130 people after service went, you know, went through there, and it's just a beautiful time. The room's all set up for that, and, um, you know, God is good, and I'll just say, say it to you again. Everything you need is found at the Lord's table. Amen. Amen. So anyway... Uh, these four cups represent the four promises or the four I wills. And what they speak to is what God intended. Everybody say intended. What God has intended, not just for the children of Israel as he was about to bring them out, but he intended this for all of us. Say, that's me. For all of us, through all human history and beyond us. This is what God intended. And the result of that is that you would end up in this condition. I'll give you a little clue right here. High school football, okay? Happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. That was really, really weak, so we're going to do it one more time. Happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. Don't you want that? Don't you want that? And not just happy. Don't be so cheesy and 
cheap and selfish. I just want to be happy. Well, you need to move on past happy. Happy's good, but this is, a, this is a real happy. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. This is because you drink of the cup of salvation. So happy. But then you need to move on past happy to stable. Everybody say stable. And if you'll move from happy to stable, the people around you will be happy that you're more stable. Right? Happy, stable, fruitful. And we're going to be talking about that today. And then blessed. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. Well, my life is just so blessed. Do you know why you're blessed? You're blessed so that you can what? Be a blessing. And then ultimately, all of that is for what? To bring glory to God. To bring glory to God. Let's go ahead and read back in Exodus chapter 6. It says, therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out. Here's the first I will or the first promise, the first cup. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Somebody say amen this morning. Let me mention that all of us, just as the children of Israel were brought out onto a journey. We're on a journey. We're all on a spiritual journey. Okay. I'm on a spiritual journey. Who will go with me? You know? All right. We're all on a spiritual journey. And the purpose of this message, the purpose of this church really is to help you on that journey. We kind of put it this way. We want to help you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. And whether you've known the Lord 60 years or you're not even sure about any of this yet, I'm telling you that God wants to move you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And it's a journey. It's a process. And and we're all in that process. Amen. And so this definitely speaks to uh, the spiritual journey that we're on. Let's just break this down real quick here. That first cup or promise is I will bring you out. The result of that is there is a, a God brand of happiness in your life. I will free you. And that's so that you can be stable. And then today we'll look, I will redeem you to make you fruitful, your life to be fruitful. And then I will take you as my own people. And that is so that your life can be blessed. And um, none of these promises, look at them, none of these promises are ever fulfilled outside of relationship with Jesus. Y'all just missed a good point right there. See, here's the danger. And let me just stop real quick. Here's the danger of... You who are faithful and you come to church and you're around the things of God a lot. That something like that can be said and you just, mm-hmm. And see, God help us so our hearts don't harden so we don't miss holy things and holy moments. Are y'all hearing me? God, keep me raw. Keep, keep me to always hear and feel those holy things. Never harden your heart to God's truths. But these incredible promises that God has for us, this journey that he wants to take us on, none of that can ever be fulfilled outside of relationship with Jesus. There's other religions, there's all kinds of good, cool things you can do that are environmentally friendly and good for people, you know, but I'm telling you, for this to happen, relationship with Jesus, amen. Well, the first cup is the cup of salvation. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago. And to drink of the cup of salvation is to receive of eternal life, and it has to do with our eternity. Follow this now. It has to do with our eternity. And that's when salvation comes to us, an abundant life comes to us, an eternal life comes to us. And then when this life is over, we have eternal life abiding on the inside of us. Amen. And we go to live with him forever. That's a beautiful thing, y'all. That's a beautiful thing right there. Okay. And so we drink of the cup of salvation, and that has to do with eternity 
And get this, don't miss this, don't misconstrue this, and it's easy. It's easy. See, some people, if you don't understand the journey, you say, well, I, I saw them walk the altar and give their life to God, and I still see them acting out and doing stuff like this and just like, hey, relax, Chippo. <laughs> They're happy. They're happy. They just received the cup of salvation. Yes, There's more to come. Yes. Remember that God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt before he gave them the law. He didn't say, all right, gather around, I'll get you out of here, but we got to fix some things, you know. He, he didn't start that. He just started out, i got to bring you out so that, the Scripture says, I'll bring you out so that I might bring you in. And so to start with, salvation is easy. You know why it's easy? Because God did the heavy lifting on that. It's a gift. Everybody say it's a gift. It's a gift. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not a, it's not us. It's a gift from God. Not of works. We can't earn this thing. None of us can boast about this. God did this, and we just believe, and we receive, and I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Amen. And so that's the cup of salvation. And then the cup of freedom that we spent some time on this last week. How many of you know that we need freedom? Yes. You know why we need freedom? Because we have issues. Tell your neighbor real quick, I have issues. <laughs> Tell your other neighbor. Okay. I, I saw some of you, like, grab your purse. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, and if you're here this morning, life's been all smooth, smooth as silk and sweet as pie, you're probably not going to fit in here, okay? But we all have issues, but you know what else we have? We have freedom. We have freedom that Jesus came not to condemn us, but to save us. And he who the sun sets free is free indeed, and he came to do that. Now, just as salvation was easy, this freedom is a process. Philippians tells us to work out the results of your salvation. We read that last week. You've got to work that. So you're working along with God. You're cooperating. You're, you're starting to obey and, and cooperate with God. And that has to do, just like salvation has to do with eternity, freedom has to do with this life, this life that you and I are living. And we want to be free in this life so that we can be stable in this life as well. Amen. There are studies that show and, and, and put it in terms of these four cups, there's studies that show that most people are stuck around the cup of freedom. They're perpetually stuck dealing with issues. And that should relate to you because you all said you had issues. And so they're still around that cup dealing with those issues. And so because of that and what we know about how church works and, and so forth, then probably 80, maybe 90% of people of believers never really make it to the cup of redemption. And you'll kind of see how that works today because we're, we're perpetually, to use that word again, dealing with our issues, seeking after that stability that we never actually fully become fruitful. And I believe that on this journey, God wants you to drink of all four cups. Amen. And that, that we want to be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. We want salvation, we want freedom, but we also want and need today Redemption, and that's what I'm, I'm going to be talking about here today, cup of redemption. So let's look right here, the cup of redemption. Say that with me, the cup of redemption. Now, in Exodus 6.6, 6, he said, I will redeem you. And what he's saying, that word redeem there means to buy back, to repurchase, to reclaim, to repair, to restore, to put back in place. And so when he said, I will redeem you, in essence, what he's saying is, I want to reset you in your life. Y'all stay with me on this. I want to reset you and your life and bring you back to what I originally intended for you. 
That's what redemption is, is I want to bring you back and reset your life to what I originally intended for you. I want you to be in my plan that I've had for your life. And so part of the definition means to repurchase. Can you, can you imagine if you went into a, a, a pawn shop or a flea market and you're looking around, all of a sudden you see something on one of the shelves. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> Could I see that? And they let you look at it. This is, this is mine. <laughs> Guess what you got to do, though, if you want to take it home? You got to buy it back. You know what you have to do? You have to redeem it. Even if you made it, even if you're so crafty, I made this thing. You want it, you got to pay. Well, guess what? God came on the slave market and found you and I that he'd made that belonged to him. And he bought us back. He purchased us. Oh, he bought us back. He redeemed us. And part of this meaning also means to repair and to restore. How many of you know that we probably needed some fixing up? By the time God bought us back, we needed to be fixed up. And he wants to bring us back, to restore us back to what he originally intended for our lives to be. I want to give you this morning, I'm about to get vulnerable here for a few moments, so Jesus help me. Um, I want to give you probably the most loaded statement about my life and about your life. Say my life. Ever. This is probably the most loaded statement ever. It's just four words. So much has happened. So much has happened. Go ahead and say it. So much has happened. Is that true of your life? I mean, so much has happened in our life that I don't think we're at a place typically, we're on our way, we're on the journey. We don't end up where God originally intended or in the shape that God originally intended. Why? Because so much has happened. Now, I'm going to get vulnerable here in a minute, but would you all get that way with me too? How many of you would admit about your life, so much has happened, so much has happened? Um, and because so much has happened, we don't see ourselves like God sees us. We don't see ourselves like God sees us. And one of the results of that would be this big word, inferiority, insecurity. I don't know, y'all all look like you got it all together, but and maybe we'd admit to a little bit of inferiority, a little bit of insecurity. Do you know why my hand's up? Just to show y'all how to do that. Cause it, <laughs> no, because my whole life, my whole life. But I got a little more free and a little more redeemed this week. Seriously. I'm on a spiritual journey too. Last Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and part of Wednesday, we took all the staff away for a little retreat, not even an hour away from here, so that staff could be ministered to. How many of you think that would be good? That's important. And we have a wonderful staff. Y'all are so blessed with the staff that we have. Truly, truly. And uh, we went away for that. And, and I had this ministry couple come in to minister to us. And then part of the retreat, too, was also for planning and scheduling in 2015 and so forth. But we just wanted to start out with just um, ministry to, to the staff. And I went feeling really good. I was tired from the weekend, but I went feeling really good. And, 
And, uh, you know, I'm the leader, and so everybody's in there and say, hey, good morning, everybody, get in your places, blah, 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 and get ready to go to this retreat center. And, and so I greet everybody in opening prayer and introduce our guests that, you know, been friends of ours for a long time for them to come and just minister to the staff for a couple of hours. And uh, then I sat down, I'm ready to take notes and everything. And at that point, all I was after was some good points. And God had more. And they ministered for a good while. And then they said, you know what? In this moment, and and God's presence was so sweet, just so obvious there. And they said, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you what is the lie that you've believed about yourself? What is the lie that you've believed about yourself? And I'm like, oh. And then let the Holy Spirit tell you what is the truth that he says to you that overcomes that lie. And I'm going to tell you what the truth was. Here's what the Lord spoke into my heart. Not into my ears, but into my heart. And I just, I, I knew it. And it, it hit me big. He said this. You're not that little boy. You're not that little boy. Now let me explain. I grew up in this little wonder years neighborhood. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. I was this carefree kid. Little ornery, but carefree. Happy. Grandpa taught me how to whistle. I whistled a lot. I played. I was creative. Had fun. We had this wonder years house in a nice little safe neighborhood. My school, I could walk to it or I could ride my bike to it. I liked going. I had my buddies just all around me. We had a really cool dog. We had a little, other little demonic dog that lived inside. But, but we had this other dog. And dad drove a potato chip truck. And I just thought that was the coolest job in the world. He'd come home and I'd go sit in the truck and act like I was driving it. You know, Some days he'd let me go with him on his router to the to the warehouse and I'd chase rats and, you know, and it just, and I just was a a happy kid. And then all of a sudden hell came down my street. And in a short order of time, mom and dad are fighting like crazy. And then they split and they divorce. And nobody really talked to us about this. We would just kind of hide out in another room and I'd try to entertain my brother and my sister and all this stuff is going on. And then they split. And we moved, but this is how we moved. Nobody said, hey, we're moving. Grab your stuff and put it in the box. They picked us up one day from school and said, we're not going to that house. We're going to this place. And we went to a trailer park. And as I've told you, there's nothing wrong with a trailer park. But there was something wrong with our trailer park, okay? <laughs> and we get there, and, and we move there. And now, li- listen to this. Dad is gone. Mom is very confused. My dog is gone. My buddies are gone. We're not in my neighborhood. My school is gone. Our car is gone. We have a little, they replaced it with a little Simca. Some of y'all might know what that is. It's a little tiny car. I've got to go to a new school. There's new, new kids. I'm having to fight my way in there. And just all this going on and the inferiority and the level of life that we were living is now way, 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 way down here. And everything's different. And, and get this and pay attention to this. And no one, no one, no one ever came and said, buddy, you okay? Do you understand what's going on? Can I help you? Can I pray for you? There was no clergy in our life. No teacher looked in. 
My mom, my dad, they were ill-equipped. No, nobody, grandparents, nobody said, you, you okay, you okay? And you know what? I want you to know that that scarred and dented and hurt and bruised in so many ways. And last Monday, the Lord said, that bruised, scared little kid, you're not that boy. You're not that little boy. And I can't tell you just the freedom that kind of, my whistle came back, okay. Wait, we're not done. And then this past Friday morning, I got up early and I had a call. And my stepdad lives down in Leesburg where I grew up. My stepdad had um, uh, been taken to the hospital. And he's in ICU. He's normally here for service every week. He's in ICU right now down in Leesburg, so you can pray for him. And so I made some calls, and then I went down there mid-morning, had to take care of a few things, and I went down there, visited with him, prayed with him. And um, I'm leaving the hospital, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to drive through town. I am not thinking about Monday at all, the previous Monday. And so I just drove through, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to drive through the old neighborhood. And I drove past my little school, and it wasn't there anymore. Now it's just ball fields. And then I turned up this street, they used to ride my bikes on and, you know, play and go see my buddies and go to school every day. And then I got to this little crossroads and, and there was the house that I, that I grew up in and there's where my buddy was and this and that. And then all of a sudden, I was not expecting this. And then suddenly the Lord said this to me. I didn't hear it with my ears, but I heard it on the inside. He said, you're this little boy. And he took me back to prior to all that, what he originally intended for me and I can't tell you what came out I started to cry I called my wife and cried and told her because I stopped to pump gas I said, I'm pumping gas in Lady Lake and I'm crying <laughs> and I whistled and God did something I drank a little more of the cup of redemption listen so much has happened And that's why we've got to drink of this cup of redemption to bring us back. Am I the only one in this place? You know, and we've got to drink of this this cup. Another thing. Oh, and let me just put this in. Okay. All right. And so much has happened. And because of that also, here's another thing that happens in our life. Diversion. Diversion. Or detours. You know what that means? It means that I'm not where God originally intended for me to be. And so in your life, perhaps it would be like this. You're trying to go from Ocala to Orlando and you find yourself in Albuquerque. (laughs) And you're not even sure how you got there. But you know what? Jesus is able to find you. And he's able to say, hey, Kay, you, you've missed it all along here and you missed it here. But you know what I can do? I can get you on a path that will get you back to a right place. I can put you back on a right path. And that's part of the cup of redemption as well. I want to back up and read this Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. See, we don't see ourselves like God sees us. Why? So much has happened. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us, what? Anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. It's this reset to bring us back to what he'd planned for us all along. 
So I believe this, any, any detour you've taken, any path that you have taken and you're on, God can get you back on a right path. Look at this in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Are y'all still with me this morning? Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work out together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Look at this in Romans 11, verse 29 in the message. God's gifts and God's call, I love this, are under what? Full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. Everybody read that with me. God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. But so much has happened. But it's under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. Can I get an amen on that this morning? So here's what God intends. God intends to redeem your life and to redeem my life. He intends for us to drink of this cup, so to speak, of redemption. And for your life now to be expressed through some God-given gifts. In order to drink from the cup of redemption, you've got to discover and use your gifts. You've got to discover and use your gifts. Because so much has happened, things have, things have happened to get you off your gifts and get you away from the plan that God has for you. But to drink of the cup of redemption is to redeem your life and to discover and use the gifts so that you can be fruitful. Look at this in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 6, the A portion. We have different... what? gifts means we all got a little something different. Aren't you glad we're all a little different? Some of us are more different. We have different gifts according, watch this carefully, according to the grace given to what? Each of us. Do you know what it's saying? You ready for this? You have a gift. You have a gift. Say, I have a gift. Now listen, you already told your neighbor you have issues. Now I want you to tell them I have a gift. Tell, tell somebody else too, I have a gift. And see, we're afraid to talk that way. Why? Because so much has happened. But I want you to know something. You have a gift. You have gifts. Everybody has a gift. It's something that is easy for you. Something that you enjoy. Something you're good at. You know, Jared was up here this morning leading in worship. And he was operating out of his gift. Did y'all hear that? I mean, He's singing up in a range and just a presence and God has redeemed some things about his gift, his person. And I'm like, I couldn't do that if I tried. Oh God, the glory is, you know, it's the heart's the same, but the gift is not. Are y'all with me? And To drink of the cup of redemption is to discover those things and use those things. And here's what we have to do. We have to get past our issues. We have to drink of the cup of freedom, get past our issues, settle your yesterdays, get back on the right path, and get into your gifts. So real quick as we finish this morning, I want to go over three things with you. First of all, discover your gift. Discover your gift. Say that with me. Discover your gift. There are a whole lot of ways to do that. And ultimately, you go to the gift giver. You go to God and say, God, what am I even here for? What is it that you have put in me? Say it again. I have a gift. And see, we're going low side on this. You at least have one. Actually, you have, you have probably several, plenty. And the scripture doesn't give a full, complete list. I don't believe of it. 
How many of you know some people are very gifted at cooking? How many of you know some people are not? Okay. Well, that's not listed in, listed in Scripture, but I think, I think it's one of the gifts, one of the grace gifts that out of God's grace, he gives it to you, and then he graces and enables you to use it. But you've got to discover your gift. Go to the gift giver. But here's another thing. All of the programming of this church, everything that we do, is essentially directly tied to these four cups. And, and, and they kind of uh, are informed by those things. But to discover your gift, one of the things that we do to help you discover your gift is growth track. Everybody say growth track. Growth track. We have growth track uh, every month, and it goes for four weeks. Today's the, the third week of growth, growth track. And who is it that we want to go through growth track? Everybody. everybody. We want everybody to go. You know why we want everybody to go through? So that we can brag to other churches how many people we've had go through growth track. No, do you know why? One of the main reasons we want you to go through growth track is to help you, to help you discover your, your gift, how God made you. In, in Discovery 301 in, in Growth Track, and I believe it's today, they have some tests and some assessments and profiles you go through to learn about your personality, your giftings, and those kind of things to help you to discover your gift. And you know what? We need to help ourselves on this. And, and listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You need to help your children too. Don't force your children in something. Help your children find how God wired them, how he designed them so they can find their destiny in life. You know, well, I love football and all my kids, bless God, are going to play football. And you might be trying to make somebody be a quarterback who's actually supposed to be a chef. I'm talking a lot about food preparation. I don't know why. <laughs> Listen, when I was in elementary school, um, and it was book report day where we'd read something and now we're going to stand in front of the class to read our book report, I'm like, Yes! Meanwhile, there's a couple little girls throwing up in trash cans because I don't want to read in front of people. I'll read it for you. What was it? It had to do with my gift. And they weren't looking for my gift. And there were times in the classroom, the energy, classroom management, everything was just kind of (laughs) low. I had to help that back up. I had to entertain. My teacher didn't appreciate my gift yet. I got punished for my gift. It's all right, I'm still whistling. We've got to help our kids to find their their gifts as well. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us had designs on us for what? For glorious living. And look at this in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. You've got to go to him, and there are ways that we can help you to, to discover your gift. Everybody say, discover your gift. Second thing is develop your gift. Develop your gift. Don't just sit on it. Don't just hide it under a, a bushel, so to speak. You've got to develop that gift. That's part of what, how church can help you as well. Look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But to each one, everybody say each one. To each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And then down in verse 11. 
So Christ himself gave, and these are gifts to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Look in verse 12. In order to equip his people for works, he gave gifts, and now you've got to develop this, equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You've got to discover your gift and develop your gift so that the body of Christ can be built up. Amen. And then thirdly, use your gift. Use your gift. And that's when you become fruitful is when you start to use your gift. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, God has given, help me, each of you a gift. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Get this last line. Use them well to serve one another. Will you read the last line with me? Use them well to serve one another. And let me just take this moment right now too. Every service, we have hundreds of volunteers. Some are seen, some are unseen. I mean, not like you can't see them. I mean, they're just not in front of people, okay? I don't want you to think we had imaginary helpers, okay? All right. So anyway, back to the program. Um, We have hundreds of volunteers to make every service work. And we've started of late to call them our dream team. Because you know what? This is God's dream for them and it's God's dream for the body of Christ. And when you start to operate and use your gifts, that's, that's living in a dream as well. And I just want to take a moment and I want to thank all of our volunteers real quick. Could you? Our dream team. Could you help me thank them this morning? And Hebrews talks about this in Hebrews 6 verse 10. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. And the love you have shown him, look this, the love you've shown him as you have helped his people. The love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. I just want to wrap all of this up this morning. In order for us to drink from the cup of redemption, we're going to have to get free and realize that so much has happened. But God has given you and I gifts You have gifts and you need to discover those gifts and develop those gifts and use those gifts and you'll find that your life will be becoming more and more fruitful. The ultimate expression, I'll end with this, the ultimate expression of worship and the purpose of your life. How many would like to know the ultimate expression of worship? How many of you would like to know the purpose of your life? Here it is right here. Use your God-given gifts to serve God by serving people. Will you read it with me? Use your God-given gifts to serve God by serving people. Now, leave that up, if you will, Terry. You know what the devil wanted to make sure or try to make sure wouldn't happen? The ultimate act of worship in your life, purpose in your life. So, so much has happened to you and so much has happened to me. But God sets before us a cup of salvation to freely receive of that. And then the cup of freedom Hey, we're always going to be dealing with issues on this side, but let's deal with them and let's keep on moving. And let's don't get stuck around the cup of freedom. Let's make sure that we go ahead and move on toward the cup of redemption and discover your gifts and develop your gifts and use your gifts and then use your God-given gifts to serve God by serving people. Amen? Do you get anything at all out of this today? Hallelujah.